Hello and welcome to Conversations with Kath, the podcast that keeps you up to date with the daily antics of your mother, your Alma, your friend, or whatever Kath Vanderhorst is to you. So grab a glass of Harvey Bristol, put the phone on silent, and let's see what's been keeping our favourite nine-year-old busy this week. Thanks for downloading this week's episode of Conversations with Kath. I've decided to give Alma a rest this week as I'll be bringing you the first instalment of Alma's life story, which I recorded back in 2017. We all know how wonderful Alma is, but to listen to what she's been through and achieved in one life will make you appreciate this lady a whole lot more. Welcome to the life of Alma, part one, Boxmere. I was born in Holland on the 3rd of August, 1930. I was the eldest child. I had two sisters and one brother. My dad was a builder and my mum stayed home and looked after us. My childhood was a happy one. I had lots of friends. Um, we used to go out for outings, no, nothing what they do today, you know. My dad was sort of, he was a, a very outgoing sort of person, so we, we went and visited friends. Did you, was it a big house that you grew up in? Um, the house I grew up in, no, it was a two story house. Our bedrooms were upstairs, and downstairs was, was the living quarters. We had a reasonably big backyard. At the back of our, um, our house uh, was a, a laneway, and there was also a big um, Jewish synagogue, which in the war years was, of course, demolished, and the Jews were all picked up and taken to concentration camps. So Boxmere is where you grew up and obviously you went to school in Boxmere? I went to school in Boxmere, yeah. Okay. I, uh, how did you get to school every day? Well, I walked. walked okay. Yeah, we walked to school, came back for home for lunch oh, yeah. and then went, went back again. School was every day of the week except Fridays. Saturdays and Sundays? Saturdays and Sundays, no. No schooling. Okay. That was church. Had to go to church. Yeah. Because the area where I come from is very... Uh, it's a Catholic, near the German border, very uh, Catholic area. Okay. So, uh, yeah. And your brother and sister went to the same school as you? We, they, yeah, they were, all went to the same school. Of course, there was... Uh, when... when um, that was the, the... What do you call it? The Lager the school? Primary school? Primary. Yeah. yeah, primary. And, of course, then I went to the... Um, they called it the Mulo. It's, what would you call it here, secondary college. Yeah, middle, yeah, middle school, secondary college, yeah. Hey? Secondary college? Secondary college. Yeah, I went to secondary college in Boxmere, but then in 1914, when the war broke out, 1940, everything stopped. Schools were closed, they were occupied by the Germans. And how old were you when? So you were 10, 1914? When war broke out, I was 10. Yeah, I was 10. Okay, so you just barely finished... Wow. I daily finished my primary, um, school. primary school. Yeah. So um, just before we get to the to that part, what what kind of things did you do with kids? Like these days, kids video play video games or you know sort of sports. No, we we played uh, marbles. Oh, you know, right. we we played with marbles. Um, we played um, is it called hopscotch? Yeah. 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 Hop, hopscotch. You know, where you draw on the concrete and just. Um, yeah, 
and we we did um, um, what do you call that? Uh, a wheel down with a stick. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the the, the that little uh, thing. What's it called? This is terrible. Um, you know that um, a pin, pin, a little. You used to have them here, as well. Like the horseshoe thing. No, you put it on the ground, and you you wipe. You have, you had a stick with a with a long string on it. You wipe that string on that thing, and then you let go. Oh, oh spinning, spin. the spinning, yeah. spinning, okay. uh, spinning thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, we were really good in in this. Um, in that we did that at school, we had uh, competitions. Yeah, competitions in it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, but other than that, everything was sort of homemade. There was nothing like uh, what the kids have today. No. You know, we went and played outside. You know, we didn't have to lock doors. Uh, 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 we, we could go out, play in the park. School holidays, we might take a cup lunch and be gone for the day. As long as we'll be home before dark. Oh yeah, okay. Um, there was no weirdos running around, you know. We we had lots of friends. We had sleepovers and did everyone know everybody in the Yeah, the everybody knew everybody. It was like one big family. Yeah. And we were all in the same boat. You know, we all had not much. Yeah. Was was school strict? Back then? School was very strict, yeah. yeah. And there was, was another it? thing, there was a class system. In my village, okay, you don't hear of that now. No. Here, but there was a class system. Uh, people that um, had their own business, they were uh, uh, what do you call them here? Blue collar workers or uh, white collar workers? Yeah, oh, white collar workers, yeah. and um, and they lived in a certain area of the of the town. Yeah. And, the, and the the factory workers and the, they they lived in a in a different area. Right. But we all went to school together. Yeah. All went to school together, and could you socialise with the different classes? Or yeah, well, the, the, well not so much. Yeah, but there was a, a distinct because people that sort of were a little bit more, they could play tennis and stuff like that, and, yeah. and the other people they, uh, you know, workmen's the children they, uh, yeah. Okay. Was the school run by nuns? School was run by nuns. Yeah. yeah. So the punishments of the, the oh, yes. or the getting smacked. Or <laughs> punishments, yeah. Oh, gee, they, they were pretty mean sometimes, these nuns. <laughs> we um, we had to go to church, of course, and we had to sit up in the in the in a certain area in church. Yeah. Um, on everything on you had to sit on your knees. We weren't allowed to wear wear long pants. You know, we we wore. Um, st- uh, stockings and and uh, dresses okay. no such thing as uh, and of course we had to have something on there on our head well. as well that was a and that was the Sunday Sunday was mo- mostly going to church three times a day three times a day yeah wow. so mm-hmm. nothing was done in, in, in Sunday everybody sort of uh, Nobody was going to work. Shops were closed. Nothing was open. Um, I couldn't even knit. No, you know? really. no because that was uh, you didn't do that on a Sunday. Is that something you learned from your mum, knitting? 
Maart kreeg. Because winters in Holland were long. Yeah. And there was no television, there was just radio and a few, nothing else. So you either played cards or you did, uh, yeah, did knitting or sewing or... And you learned that from an early age? Hey, you learned yes, you from an early learned age. that from an early age. Yeah, yeah. Even at school, you know, we had certain uh, hours of the, the week that we had uh, sewing lessons and, you know, we had to... Uh, and we were told by the nuns, yeah. you know, and nothing fancy was made. It was all, you know, very wholesome stuff like aprons and bloomers and oh, yeah. things like that. Does <laughs> <laughs> yeah. snow a lot? Called, yeah. Did you have snowing winters? In the early days, yeah. We had, um, I can remember one day it's when we were at school and it snowed all afternoon. And, the, and so much snow fell, the dad had to come pick me up. Oh, wow. So did school get cancelled if it snowed? If, it was, if, the win, if the winter was really bad, yeah. you know, then school was cancelled. Okay. Yeah. So you'd be walking through the snow to get to you, school? Yeah, and the snow was not so bad. The snow was all right. Did they clean the streets, did they? Oh, yes, they, they used to clean the streets. Yeah. And, and of course, at home, uh, in the morning, dad had to sometimes get the shovel out and, and make a, a pass so that we could get out. So it's completely different to here? Eh? Completely different to here. Oh, well, this, this yeah. yeah. And the worst part was once the snow, if it's, it was snowing, that was all right. But then when the snow started to melt and you had a frost over the top of it, you know, oh. it was just, you know, you, you, you used to put, you know, the, the ashes out of the stove in front of the foot, in the foot, on the footpaths, and and, the, and they had um, people that sprayed with, um, and they were throwing salt everywhere. Of course, in them days, there was no, no such thing as having cars or, or, or trucks to do the job. It was all done by hand. Everybody cleaned their own, everybody cleaned their own little, little bit. Yeah. Did your family have a car? In the end, we had a car, yeah. 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 Were, there, were there many cars in Boxmere or only the... No, there was only a, a very oh, few. Yeah. Okay. And I, I remember when, when we had our first car, my my mother, you know, she walked behind it, she wouldn't get in. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and and you, could, you could easily keep up with the cars, you know, because they... <laughs> yeah. So before the car, was, was, was there still horse and carts or? Horse and cart and bicycles. And bicycles, yeah. And bicycles, yeah. Everything was done on the bike. And it's still done on the bike in Holland. Yeah, okay. Yeah. With horse and carts, yeah. The, the, everything was delivered, like bread was delivered by horse and cart. The milkman came, yeah. you know, and, and you, you put out your, uh, your saucepan or your, uh, your bowls and he used to Put a liter or two liter oh, yeah. milk in it. Nothing like now in bottles or in packets. And had, had the kid, there wouldn't be any refrigerators back then, was it? No, we all had um, we all had what they call a cellar. Yeah. Uh, where we kept our like milk and meat and stuff, and everything was preserved. We did a lot of preserving, but there was no 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 shops where you can buy tinned peas or tinned carrots or yeah. nothing like that. We ate what was 
available. Did you have any room to grow your own? Oh, we had a garden. Yeah, yeah, we had a garden, and uh, we had a, a fellow that used to come and and uh, do a bit of gardening. Oh yeah, yeah. So we also had a lady that uh, used to come and and do the sewing, yeah. make uh, make uh, yeah, of uh, mom's dresses, make little dresses for us, and because during the war there was nothing. Yeah, you couldn't buy anything. There was no material, you couldn't buy anything, so whatever there was, it was cut up and made into little shirts or hankies or whatever. What's the age gap between you and your brother and sisters? Um, between my brother, my brother was six years younger than I. So, and my, um, my sister, uh, there was me and then my sister and there was two years between them. Right. Yeah. So, so my brother was yeah. So it's yourself, then it's your brother. What what's the what's the chronological order? Pardon? What's the order of the of Oh the uh, three sisters. I had two sisters. There were three girls and one brother. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, and what were their names? Um Dini. Yeah. Been here to Australia, remember. Annie. Yep. She's been here as well, and my brother Pete. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Pete's no longer with us. No, and no. They're, they're all gone. They're all. And Annie's gone, gone as well. The brother, the sisters are all gone. I'm the only one left. All oh, right. Dini was the first to go. She, she went first. Yeah. 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 Dini went first, and then Annie, and then my last, my brother. Uh, he passed away last year, or the year before. Yeah, the year before, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's so it's up in the hang up in the in the office. Did you remember? Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, my brother didn't make eighty. Right. No. Yeah. So yeah. It was closer, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the war. The war broke out in nineteen forty, on the tenth of May. Tenth of May nineteen forty. Right. Yeah. So what do you what do you remember that about that? How how were you informed that Well the Germans Marched into our village. So that was your first. All, oh, the um, sirens were going off everywhere. And Do you remember where you were when the? Yeah, we were home. You're at home. <coughs> we were home. Sirens were going off and planes. Did you have any? Was there any inkling leading up? To oh that yeah, there was. There was. We all knew it was coming. Right. We all knew it was coming. Um, and and of course, could you prepare for? Yeah, we, like we sort of yeah we were prepared because um, we um, dad made sure that that we had enough uh, like food yeah. to to um, well to keep us going for a while yeah. because when once the Germans were uh, in you know the shops closed. They took possession of everything. They uh, they ransacked the, the the whole village. You know, people people um, people left. So when they marched in, did they did they take any prisoners there and then, or did they no, just no no? What was their aim of marching? They just in marched place? in, and and I reckon half the time they thought they were in England when they crossed the River Mars. Right. They were young. They were young. They came. They came marching in, um, and they were singing this. They had these special songs, 
And once I crossed the river Maas, then, then, then marched into Boksmeer, took, took possession of uh, the, the reasonably big houses. Yeah. And, uh, and I kept going from there. So some, some stayed in the big houses, and then others just kept on marching to the next town. Yeah, right? yeah. And they took off. And they, in the meantime, you know, the, the, the Allied forces, they, they came over every night and bombed Germany. Yeah. Boxmere is quite close to the German border, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We were near the German border. Right. Yeah. I, I presume uh, about an hour away from... Were you ever worried that uh, some of these bombers might... Yeah, we were. Yeah. We were. And what happened to us, um, our, at night time, that's when they were in Germany got bombed, during the night. Yeah. We heard all these, there was hundreds of planes coming over. You, you know, you couldn't hear anything. It was all plane after plane after plane came over. And they dropped all their bombs. Hopefully in, on Germany. Yeah. Yeah. We, the, the, our village, because being so close to the border and all the villages around the, around the, the river Mars, um, as soon as the, the, when it got dark, we had big wooden shutters put in our windows. There was not, no lights, no street lights, no nothing, except there were certain points in the village um, like haystacks that were burning or uh, some other things and the, the freedom fighters did that and that was all the information that was to tell. Oh, the pilots, not so the pilots up there, the, not just yet, keep going. Right. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. It was all, it was all, it was not like how they fight now, you know, it was all man-to-man -man fights. Yeah. Yeah, they throw hand grenades in your in your in your shelters. Right. The Germans used to, to roam around at night and just have hand grenades and just show them into shelters and shoot. Whatever. Did you know any people that well, did any of your friends pass away from or get shot or anything like this? Or not not no. Were they not, were they not concerned with locals the Germans? Are they not really no, only the Jews. They rounded up all the Jews and taken away. And how did they identify the Jewish people? Jewish people, because they had their uh, their passport. They had to walk around with a with an, um, a star of David on their arms, and they knew. They knew. The, the, uh, I don't know where they got their information from, but they knew how many Jews were living in Boxmeer. And they were around the Right. And my dad was a freedom fighter, and um, and he was also in, um, he belonged to the fire brigade. And of course, they they uh, haystacks were burning all over the place just to uh, show the Allied forces not to drop their bombs on 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 the villages along the Mars. Yeah. yeah. And um, of course, every, and when there was a fire, Dad used to lose, lose his passport, it got burned. And of course, all these passports, yeah, I don't know what they did to them, but uh, they got the Jews out of, out of the country on 
Well, I see that used to give the Jews his passport. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. say to the authorities he lost his... He lost his passport, yeah. And oh, his passport got burned to him um, during the, in the fires. And they so, reissued him another one. And so they, they issued him this new passport and, and all the old passports were used for the to get some of the Jews out. Right. There's quite a lot of people. And even after the war, these people, they, they ended up in, in Israel. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they still wrote and thanked, that, you know, thanked us for doing what we did. Wow. Yeah. So. It's a lot to, but, lot to, uh, lot to take in for a 10-year-old. I mean, you're quite, quite a young... Yeah, but by that time, you know, I was, yeah, I wasn't 10 anymore, you know, as the years went on. My mother died in 1940, in 1942, my mum died. As as a consequence from the war? No, 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 she died in childbirth. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then dad, dad sort of remarried. Yeah. But... So where were you when the when the war when the war ended? Oh, when the war ended, we were still in Boxmere. Yeah, we were we were evacuated. At one stage, we were evacuated because the Germans um, or they blew up our church in Boxmere, the Allied forces. Boxmere got bombed, and there was a lot of damage. But, but because we were builders and we had different houses in Boxmere, the one the house we used to where I grew up in that was uh, that had, that had um, um, soldiers in it, first Germans in it, and then as the Germans were driven back, it had Allied forces in it. Um, but we the whole village was empty. There was no nobody living in there anymore. Wow. Because it was too dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. So we were all evacuated. We were all picked up. We, we had to we had to be at a certain time. We had to be at the church or what was left of the church. And we were all put, put in, uh, in big army trucks. And we were, you know, evacuated. We ended up. Yeah. We Did the Netherlands army, the Holland army, ever try and fight to get Boxmere back? Or was there any... Any fighting of that kind in, in Boxmere that you saw? No, 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 no. We, we uh, remember, um, remember the Bridge to Fire? Yes. Yeah, that was in Nijmegen. It was called the Bridge to Fire because it was meant to be in Arnhem. Oh, right. But they ended up, and that was only about 30, 30 kilometers from Boxmere. Okay. So we were right in the middle of that, and on the other side, it was overloaded. And there were big ponds of, you know, these flames rolling. The, the, the whole lot was flattened there. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people died. Yeah. Yeah. So when, by the time you returned to Boxmere, obviously the war had finished, the Germans had left? Okay. Yeah, the Germans had left, yeah. And, and, uh, and by the time we, tur- we, tur- we got back, there was, there was nothing left for us either. You know, they'd taken whatever they could use. So they'd ransacked it. They ransacked. Everything was ransacked. We had to hand in all our gold. Yeah. Um, bracelets, rings, earrings, everything had to be handed in. 
and uh, and the Germans took it off. Right. When we turned, when we came back to uh, Boxmere, um, we had a, an, um, a financial minister, Mister Lifting, he was called. Yeah. He declared all monies invalid. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, and we all started off. Every man, woman, and child got ten euros, and the rest of the monies that were, that people had, that went on the, um, they called it the ledger of the national debt. That's where all money. Many many years later, after the war, we we managed to get that money back. Okay. But at one stage, everybody had ten euros, and we had to start again. And that was after the war. That was the whole country. That was in Holland. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah. But shops were closed. There was nothing to buy, Matt. You couldn't. Uh, everything. Chocolate. We hadn't seen chocolate for five years. <laughs> wow. Did, they, did the airplanes drop food in Boxby? No. 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 They only dropped bombs. Right. And then there was this other thing, and it was, was used by the Allied forces, and we used to call it the V1s and the, and the V2s, and they were like um, missiles, yeah. and they were um, the missiles, and they were they made a really funny noise, and if you heard them, it was very piercing sounds, and if you heard them, you had to make sure you 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 had for your bunkers because if they dropped. They blew, they blew everything up. The V two rocket. Yeah, the V one. It probably Google that up. The V ones yeah. and the V twos. How, how far away from your house was it? Was a bunker. Oh, the bunker in the backyard. Oh, so every family. Everybody had a bunker in the backyard. Oh yeah, or cellars. Right. Big cellars. Yeah. So when the sirens went, and they went sometimes three or four times a day, off we go. Into our bunkers. Wow. And we just sat there and waited. One after. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. anxious. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then when finally the alarms were, the sirens went to, to, to tell you that, you know, danger was gone. Yeah. We just climbed out of our bunkers and just had a look and see what was left. Mm. Yeah. So that's, so that's why there's not many photos of you as a child. Were, were they all lost in there? Yeah, the whole lot was lost. Right. The whole lot was lost. And of course, when we, evacu when we were evacuated, we couldn't take, we didn't have cars. There was no petrol. We had bikes. Yeah. In the end, the bikes that, that, that had wooden, wooden, wooden we were just wooden. we were just, <laughs> we had no shoes, no, no nothing. When we, when we came back, when my dad came back, because he used to go and, because he had an, um, he was a, a member of the fire brigade, and he sometimes could go back into the village. Okay? At one stage, when he was, went back, and he went back to where we lived, the, the, the I don't know what, what they were, the Germans or the, the Canadians, I think, or the English people, they had the, Dug big holes 
where these, these grenades had fallen, you know, there were big holes in the yard, and they were just emptying everything out of the house in these holes. Shoes and clothes and everything. For what purpose? They were like wild people. They destroyed everything. So, so when the war finished, it would have been what, 14, 15? Was, was it back to school then? or Yeah, we went back to school. I did my, my, um, my uh, finished off my education, got my diplomas, did stay no and bookkeeping and all that sort of thing. And then I worked in Boxmere for just a, a couple of months and then I um, found this bookkeeping job in Nijmegen where I worked. I used to go on the train every day. And um, So by then the country had started to pick itself back up again? Yeah, yeah, the country started, yeah, had picked up. Yeah. And how old were you when you started working in Nijmegen? About 14, 15. Okay. Oh no, I might have been a bit older. I might have been. Not real sure, forgotten. Yeah. 16, 17, maybe. Yeah. And then from there, it was off to The Hague? And from there, I went off to The Hague. I got a transfer to The Hague. And that's when I met up again with um, Vanderhorst people. So, from, so you, were you travelling from Boxmere to The Hague? That's, that's no, no, no. I, you moved? Yeah, yeah I moved that. to The Hague and I, had an, um, I rented an, uh, a room. Uh, with two old people. Did, did you know that? Hey, no, you know? no. I it just was just. Did, was that so was that scary moving out of home so young? Not or? really. No. 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 Okay. no, because my stepmother, I didn't get on with my stepmother. Right. Much so. Yeah. It was better that I left. Yeah. So I left and I worked in a, and I met up. Like I said, I met up with Mr. Vanderhorst. Yeah, the Vanderhorst, were they, were they family friends originally? No, the, the, the connection there was when my dad remarried, he, he married a woman by the name of um, Clobbers. And um, she had a relative, she had relatives in, um, in North Holland. And that was the Vanderhorst family. Right. Yeah. And her niece... My stepmother's niece, I think, was married to Peter Vanderhorst, which was Dad's, which was Opa's um, father. Right. Yeah. So when I, and, and during the war, because the North was already free, yeah, but we were still sort of occupied by the Germans. And, and of course, in, uh, up north, there was nothing left. You know, these people had nothing to eat because the Germans had taken the lot. Right, yeah. So they used to come down to, uh, towards the border where, uh, because we lived in a farming community, so we had milk and, 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 and we still had bread and stuff like that. And, uh, and these people, they, they were really in, bad, in a bad way, you know, they had nothing. They were starving. So they came and we helped them as much as we could. We didn't have much, but whatever we had and could spare, we used to, uh, yeah, we used to hand it out. We used to make sandwiches and, and when these people turned up, we used to give them, you know, 
a sandwich or things like that. And Opa Venner was, he used to come and he, he you know, they bought potatoes and flour and stuff like that and then take them back home. So this is John, this is John's, John's your, yeah, that's your future husband? Yeah, yeah, future okay. husband, yeah. So that's the first time you met John when he. I, I met John, but <laughs> I met John when uh, when he um, turned up in our backyard, and um, and I handed him a sandwich. And my dad was standing there, and he called my dad Uncle Peter, and I thought, I wonder who that is. Anyway, then he he told him he was uh, uh, John Vanderhorst. He he just come back and looked at me, looked a mess. He got, <laughs> I thought he would, yeah, anyway, he, um, he was taken, the, um, he was taken, captured by the Germans or in Warmont and taken to, by train to, uh, to Essen with a lot of other people and put to work in factories. And he was only about 16 when they, he was picked up. Yeah. So, um, you know, two years later. He escaped from Essen because Essen got bombed. He got out of there and he remembered that across the border in this place called Boxmeer was a family that was sort of related, a bit related to his mother. Yeah. So he turned up this day. And, uh, and my dad, he, and he stayed with us for quite a while. And then my dad, through the Red Cross, got... Uh, Transport for him. He he was he went in on in a I think in a truck, a coal truck, hidden under a, <laughs> under all this black coal, and yeah. I had to. <laughs> so and that's how he got back home. Yeah, that's that's where I met. Yeah. And then years later, when I was working in the Hague, I uh, I met up with the Vanderhorst family again, and they they said to me, "Why don't you come and live with us?" instead of boarding in the Hague. So I, I did that and I used to um, go from Warmont to the Hague by on the bike. Yeah. On the bicycle. How far is that? Oh god, how far was that? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Took about an hour I think. On the bike. By yeah. bike. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I did that. But John at that stage was an Indonesian. Still still in the military? Yeah, he uh, he was a volunteer. He volunteered yeah. to go and fight against the Japs in Indonesia. And uh, yeah, so I hadn't seen him well, for quite a few years until he came back from Indonesia, and I was a boarder at his people's uh, house, and yeah, we got together and, and we hit it off all right, and we thought, well. And he didn't want to stay in Holland, and I had nothing to lose in Holland anymore. So I thought, we thought, well, let's get out of here. And so, so then you, well, then you got married. And then we got married. We got yeah. married in uh, in Warmond on the eighth of September. We had a bit of a honeymoon for three days. We went to Essen to have a look where he was, you know, where he spent quite a few years, and then uh, we came back to uh, to Warmont and, and left for Amsterdam. you remember much about your wedding day? Uh, the wedding day, yeah, it was just a family affair. Yeah. 
Um, there wasn't a lot of, uh, it, yeah, it was just my family and John's family. Yeah. No, um, no, a few relatives, the ones that used to live in the, in the, in the village. And sorry, which, which village had, did you get married in? In your hometown or in... No, 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 in Wormont. Yeah. We were out in the Catholic Church in Wormont. Yeah. Yeah. So... It was a nice day? Hey? Good day? Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah. It was just a family day. It was like a... You know, we had a, a meal together, a meal together. Yeah. And then John and I went, went off on our honeymoon. We went to, uh, to Leiden. We caught a train into Germany. And we went to Essen, one of the Reantheer. For three or four days, had a look where he spent his time, and um, came back to Wormont, stayed the night, and the next morning we went off to Amsterdam. Just the two of us. And what was the um, purpose of that? Was, that? was that part of your honeymoon to Amsterdam? Was it? No, to, we left to Australia. Oh right. Because we went to to um, Schiphol. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what, what made what made you choose Australia? <sighs> did, did you research any other countries, or you just thought it was either Canada or Australia? Right. Yeah, we looked at Canada, and uh, John had uh, used to work with people while he was um, while he was in in Holland. He used to work in Amsterdam in the uh, milk milk. Um, uh, because he was a dairy engineer. Yeah. Yeah. So he used to work in Amsterdam and he met up with some people that lived in, uh, uh, fellows that worked in, in Amsterdam in the factory where he was. And they, they were going to, they were migrating to Australia and was the Elderhurst family. And, uh, and they more or less talked us into going to. So they, they left before us. And um, I mean, they and you know they wrote and they said, like, this is not bad. This is a good country. You know, you can, you can, you can. If you prepare to work, you you can go ahead. This is a good country. So, what was the, uh, the process in, in in coming to Australia? Did you have to apply to come here? Oh, we had you... to apply. We had to fill out all these forms. We had to be. We had to have. Um, uh, medical, you know, we had to be uh, very healthy people. Yeah. We didn't have, we couldn't have no police records, you know, we had had to have um, no, uh, not even fines, you know, okay. we had to, we had to be, uh, yeah, upstanding citizens here yeah. <laughs> to, to, to get in here. And of course, there was the two of us, we were married, we had no family. We didn't come out under the scheme. We just paid our fare. And um, the only, the only, um, um, the only, um, oh, how would you say that? The only thing we had to have was a roof over our head when we came here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we had to have an address to, uh, so to to, yeah, yeah, to support it. So these Dutch people that left before us, the Elderhorsts, they lived in Lilydale and they made sure that they, and they rented a, a, a bed setter for us in Lilydale. Yeah. So, and that was all we needed. 
So did it take long for you to for the application process? Like you sent off your you sent off your application, and how long did it take for you to? It took get about accepted? it took about three months. Took about three months. Was there a farewell party? Did you? Did you no, no, you just left. You just left. Yeah, you just left. Okay. Yeah, I told my dad I'll be back in five years' time, and it took twenty-five years, and then he was gone. So I'd never seen him. 